Bueller, 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 Bueller. Good morning. Up and at him. It's that time. What time is it? Kentucky Roll Call. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. With Walker and Roush. Where to wild and crazy guys. Hello, everybody. Happy Friday to you. October 15th, 2021. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. 96.1 FM, 14.50 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Rouse, Justin Kalen. It's Friday. We made it. And tomorrow, the Cats take on the number one team in the country with the SEC East up for grabs, college football playoff implications on the line. And two undefeated teams going at it between the hedges. Nick Roush will be there when that game kicks off tomorrow. How are you doing uh, a day before, Nick? Uh, Good. Like, I'm excited. I also had uh, my first – this is first road trip as dad. So, uh, thankfully, Duke was not too upset when I left and didn't realize that I was leaving. Because uh, I, I was having – even. I mean, like – I shouldn't be having a moment, but I had a mini moment like, oh, man, going to miss the little guy. But I I have decided that I've never been a big souvenir guy, but I've got to be a big souvenir guy for the little guy. So, um, you know, road SEC road trips got to wow. bring something back SEC. So yeah, the little yes. guy's getting the little guy's getting a present. Big news for Justin. Why is that big news for me? He said the, the little, little guy's guy. getting a souvenir. Oh, I get it now. He's getting something for me, not Duke. You're what sure. a guy. I, I yeah. like you so much, Nick. Yeah. There you go. There what, you go. What it is, he knows it's my birthday today, so it's only right Happy that he brings birthday. me something. Happy birthday. Thanks. I thought it was the 16th. Nope, 15th. Ah, oh, you did it, buddy. Congrats. That good, that good old Friday birthday. A Friday birthday. What, yeah, how'd wow. you get so lucky? Right. No kidding. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to call a football game and go to bed probably about 11 o'clock. It's going to be awesome. Boo. <laughs> so, uh, like Joe's Crab Shack or anything this weekend? I know that's your. Yeah, uh, Joe's Crab Shack. No, he likes, some, he likes all you can house. eat crabs. I'm actually, so I got my fill of seafood when we went on vacation. So I'm actually going to go to your favorite today for lunch, Nick. I'm going to go to Outback. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I'm well, not going to get dumped. Why? <laughs> why are you going to Outback? I don't know. That's just what I was feeling. You know, my everyone always gives me the choice on my birthday. I've been craving a nice steak for three or four days, so I figured let's go to Outback, make it easy. Yeah, uh, I mean, I'm Outback's good. I'm not. I'm not gonna yeah. ever judge a man for Outback. Oh, I mean, I'm, don't get me wrong. There, there are certainly better restaurants to go to for your birthday, but that, that to me is just like knowing that my meal is gonna be paid for. Kind of a middle of the road price range sure. restaurant. Sure. I don't want to go too high and, you don't and put make- my family out. You want a good meal. You don't want to break the bank. Exactly. That, that's that was Outback's actually second slogan behind. <laughs> good day, mate. Uh, so, all right, that's nice. Well, happy birthday to Scoots. Everybody on the Thornton sex line, 502-414-1450. Wish Justin a happy birthday. And remember, stop by Thornton's and get some donuts. Maybe it's somebody in your office's birthday. Or maybe right. it's... Uh, uh, maybe they want some donuts. Maybe they want some coffee. Maybe it's not a birthday at all, and instead you just want to be a nice fella or lady and bring in some goods from Thornton's. They've got the best coffee. They've got the best donuts. So 
They've got locations everywhere. And uh, go and, and bring Justin a donut. You could have taken off for your birthday, buddy. We wouldn't have cared. I debated it. I'm not a big fan of working on my birthday, but I thought, you know, it's just, just two hours. We can do it. It is just yeah. two hours, uh, and you can do it. You know what would be a really fun birthday for you is if What's you that? if you and a couple friends or family or whoever the hell you wanted to take went up to Keeneland today for the races. Actually, Ooh. it'd be a pretty pretty great day. I think I there's gonna be chance of rain, but the weather, like the temperature, is gonna be nice, and ah, yeah. you'd, you'd have a good time. I think Keeneland turned 85 today. As a matter of fact, I think today really? is the first first day that they ever had. Uh, a crowd of people going and watching racing 85 years ago today, if I'm not mistaken. So, so me and Keen will have the same birthday. Uh, yeah, look at that's you. Awesome. That's, that's, a, that's, a, that's like one of the best you can share a birthday with. No Keeneland is as good as it gets. I'm on my longest Keeneland hiatus route since college. And I first time I ever had gone to Keeneland was in college. So really the longest in, uh, in over 12 years, which is very sad. I, I, I think it's probably been two or three years since I've been. Pandemic obviously didn't help anything, but I missed that right. place. Keeneland, uh, you know, if we were in still in college or lived in Lexington, probably would hit up Keeneland maybe tomorrow up until about like three and then scurry back to a house and, and watch the big game. Let, let Keeneland be the tailgate for you. But obviously I'm just nostalgic and missing Lexington. Today we're going to talk a lot about Kentucky football, not so much horse racing, they, as we mentioned, huge game against Georgia. Justin won a bet last night, folks. Birthday's off to a good start. Wow. That's right. He, he ended up putting some money on the Eagles, and Put you want to talk about his mouth is. You want to talk about the all-time backdoor backdoor Jeez. covering right there. Uh, the two-point conversion is the is what ends up winning it for the. What a wild game, too! Not only they go for two there, which is kind of risky. I like the decision. I think more teams should do that. Basically, you get two chances to score one two-point conversion, and then if you get it on the first turn, takes all the pressure in the world off of you just to get the, the lead. But the spread was six and a half. Eagles at – or uh, Buccaneers at Philadelphia last night. Tom Brady taking on the Eagles. A good time all around. Trevor was really excited for the game. Justin had a guaranteed make sure you bet it. Don't. And then we kind of had fun with him because he actually wasn't going to bet it. But – 28 to 7, Eagles storm back, get that two point conversion, and then they're just trying to get the ball back. Doesn't seem like there's any way the Bucs are just going to be able to run out the clock. Sure enough, they do. A field goal would have gave the Bucs a cover, a touchdown would have given the Bucs a cover. Uh, but as it is, they take knees inside the 20 yard line. And, wow. and that's, that's all she wrote. Justin wins his $10 bet, ladies and germs. Wow. I didn't even see the end of the game. So that's pretty incredible. Oh, good thing like, I went to bed. There, there were it, the odds of the Eagles covering were horrible, minuscule, minuscule for so many different reasons throughout the game. Because again, the Bucks were up big, and then the Eagles, you know, they they get the cover, which is kind of crazy in its own right. But any points from the Bucks put the Bucks back over, and and they're unable to get it. And then, like I said, taking the knee. So it was, it was a crazy finish. Uh, we had a really good baseball game last night as well. I think that uh, whoever was going to win last night is your heavy, heavy World Series favorites, and rightfully so. The Dodgers go on the road, get a 2-1 thrilling win. So now it'll be the Dodgers versus the Braves, and then my Boston Red Sox versus the Houston Astros, and one of those teams will be your World Series champions. Uh, now the series go to seven games if you're unfamiliar, so – 
uh, Boston plays tonight, and I think the NLCS maybe starts up tomorrow. So, uh, or maybe Sunday. But good. Hey, things, good clean things worked out around. for my Braves, though. They get home field advantage with the Dodgers winning. They do. So it it doesn't go by record. No, it's yeah. No. Are you sure about that, Clark? Yeah. Braves have I, home field advantage over the Dodgers. Because I read wow. if Boston plays. Atlanta, they would get home field in the World Series. It's the only team they can get home field against. Which I, I was like, wait a minute, Boston's the wild card team, and the Braves were not the wild card team. Yeah, it doesn't so make does any that sense. Uh, well, what about the all? Is the did the All Star game? Did the AL win? Are they're not? They doing don't that do anymore. that anymore. Yeah, Which what the so hell? Dumb. How do they get? They need the Braves to do that. won their division. I don't know how they would get home field over the Braves. I guess in World Series, it's strictly just record. That's what it's got to be. Yeah, wow, that, that is that. Wow, that is crazy. MLB playoffs really screwed the pooch this year, and yeah. you know it's just it was kind of just bad luck. But they they implement this new wild card game, which I think people like because it keeps another team interested throughout the season. And it, you know, it, you know, you, the wild card races were really fun this year. But the way it shook out was just like the worst case scenario for the MLB because you end up having. Two divisions that are just stacked. The AL East, for the first time ever, had four teams win 90 games, which I think like it had been 50 years since the last time three teams had won 90 games, if I'm not mistaken. Could have some of these stats wrong. This is Kentucky Roll Call after all, so you got to take it with a grain of salt to begin with. So the AL East was stacked, and then the NL West had the teams, the two teams with the most wins in baseball. Uh, San Francisco, now eliminated, had 107 wins. Imagine your baseball team. Imagine being a big baseball fan, your team getting 107 wins, and you're promptly taken out of the NLDS. That would absolutely Mm. suck. And then not only are you taken out, the team that you're playing in the NLDS had 106 wins. 106 wins. And that is, of course, the Los Angeles Dodgers, who had the second most wins in baseball but had to play the wild card round. And not only the wild card round, they had to play against the St. Louis Cardinals, who were riding what, like winning 18 out of 19 in a row to get to the wild card game. Right. So right. you get the team that wins 106 games, the most in baseball, they go to a one game playoff against the Cardinals, who had won like 18 and 19 or whatever that number was. I know I'm not getting that totally right. So apologies there. And then one game, winner goes on. What does the winner of that game get? The best team in baseball, the San Francisco Giants. So it was all messed up in the NL. And then in the AL, again, loaded AL East, and then it basically just becomes an AL East playoff. The Red Sox take on the Yankees because the Yankees edge out Trevor Kelsey's Blue Jays by game. Boston beats the Yankees. And then what does Boston get as your reward? You get the best team in the AL, the Tampa Bay Rays. So the wild card stuff didn't really work out as they were probably hoping for this year. But I th- that's something probably a lot of people don't know about, Justin, is now that the – you don't do the all-star game for the World Series, which that's been that way for a while now. It goes strictly division ranking in the playoffs, and then World Series is just whoever has the most wins on the regular season. That's why I was always a proponent of the all-star game, because how is this any better than that? How is this system, two teams that play totally and completely different schedules, the one with the more wins gets the home field advantage regardless of how they finish in their division? See, there's no perfect way to do it. And a lot of folks are probably wondering, TJ, why are you going on a 10-minute baseball rant today? They're definitely wondering that. That's a good question. I'm I'm wondering the number one team in the country. And 
we're over here going on and on about hey, baseball. Hey, I hey, will hey, say I did hey. I did at least turn the game on last night, but like it was just so I could have background noise while I worked. And I think the the Bucks were up twenty one to six at the time, maybe. So that game, I I couldn't believe that that backdoor hat hit. I mean, that was crazy. It was <laughs> I cannot believe it. Uh, yeah, but, yeah. Just Justin called it, and yeah, we always kind of. We, we clean up last night's sports news before we get knee-deep into what we actually want to talk about. And what we actually want to talk about today is obviously this football game tomorrow. I'm pumped up. I knew it would happen. It's almost like, you know how we characterize summer Roush, where we talk a bunch of silly nonsense and we have a lot of fun. But mm-hmm. by the end of the summer, there's this thing in this state that UK and U of L fans collectively have added at least one win to their schedule from like April to August, just because right. you, get, you get to talking, you get to thinking, optimism sets in, you get pumped up about it. And sometimes we laugh at our U of L rivals for their optimism, but it, it, it's all understandable because that's just kind of human nature to get more pumped up and kind of convince yourself good things are going to happen the more time that you get to think about it. The course of a summer has been epitomized by this week, Roush. It's almost like each day, I think Kentucky's like two or three point closer in this game. And now that we've gotten to Friday, like I'm, I'm, you know, I'd said, hey, just make it like a two possession game in the fourth quarter. Give yourself a chance. I, I, I wanted to, I'm, expecting like a tie or one possession game now i think kentucky they're just going to be able to move the ball on that's not to say that Georgia's not going to get some big plays on defense they're not going to get a sack i'm not saying kentucky's not going to turn the ball over i'm just saying what kentucky thinks they're consistently going to be able to do and that is hit the hit the ground running three yards in a cloud of dust they're going to be able to do that uh now if you get behind if that turnover that I mentioned, I'm not saying that they won't be, they won't turn the ball over. So if they do, that can completely kind of change a game, change a situation, change a game plan, more importantly for Liam Cohen and UK's offense. But I am. Every single day, I've become a little bit more optimistic. Maybe not as optimistic as our boy Trevor Kelsey, though, Nick Roush. Did you hear about his goof on the Mike Rutherford show, if you will? So, uh, he gave Kentucky a, was it a 40% chance to win so, outright? So Mike, all, Mike sometimes peeps over at the KRC text line, although he got mad at me for clicking on a Mike Rutherford text accidentally one time. But he was like, I guess the KRC guys were talking about UK's chances of winning, which we were yesterday. A texter had brought up that your former ex-boss said it was like a 5% chance to win, uh, something crazy or something silly. And Mike just brought up, Trevor, I'm curious, what, what do you think? What do you think Kentucky's chances are to beat Georgia? And before... Trevor answered because, you know, Trevor will take an answer a million different ways. Mike said, I I think it's somewhere around 9%. So he thinks if Kentucky played Georgia 10 times in Athens, Kentucky may steal one of it. One of them. And and I don't, you know, whatever. Uh, That that maybe isn't far off. We we said anywhere from 20 to 33. Uh, All I know is I think it's more than five. But it's all all just semantics anyways. Trevor comes out and says 55%. And Whoa. Mike, Mike's brain just explodes. He's like, what? And Trevor's like, ah, 45%. So he goes to 45%, but he's kind of back and forth between 45 and 55%. And Mike's oh, very clearly, Mike's just floored. But then, rightfully so, Mike's first train of thought goes to 
you know what? I, I don't think you quite understand the question. I don't think, or you don't understand what, kind of what you said. You, you're saying that it's more likely than not that Kentucky wins. And then Trevor says, well, no, if I say 45, that's not the case. And he says, all right, so you're basically saying it's a coin flip. And Trevor said, yeah. Trevor thinks Kentucky's game as a 24-point, 22-point underdog at Georgia, the number one team in the country, is not a coin flip for the spread, is a coin flip for who comes out ahead. What an M. Night Shyamalan-like twist here on your Friday morning that the most optimistic person at the Big X is Trevor freaking Kelsey. Wow. you love to see it. We finally did it. We got to him. It took years and years. But you know what? He's finally come around. He just needed to go on to a UofL show to really see the light and know that we were right all along. For what it's worth, the spread down to 21 and a half. So moved in your all's direction. Wow. I I was having a a conversation yesterday, TJ, with someone who, like, it really is hard to fathom how somebody could think that Georgia could cover a 23-point spread. That was at least what it was yesterday when we were having this discussion. 21 and a half still, like, uh, I I was listening to Stanford Steve and the Bear, and Stanford Steve's like, you know, I've just been waiting for the Georgia offense to, to get it going. I think this is the weekend they give it more. And I'm like, why? What did what what does Georgia's offense against Kentucky's defense that I I think that people are just incredibly shortchanging the UK defense, and I don't know why because the numbers are almost identical to Alabama's, and yet it's Alabama. But for whatever reason, that it's Kentucky is just well, uh, you know, I, I don't I don't understand that part. That's the disconnect I don't have. I mean, Georgia. Just to score 24 points, I think would be a good day. You know what I mean? Like, I I think just them getting to 24 points would be a challenge against this Kentucky defense. I'm not crazy, am I? This is a good Kentucky defense. They've got to fill a hole with Octavius Oxendine. And I didn't like hearing Trayvon Ribka say, you know, I, really, I'm going to be honest with you, I'm not ready to play that spot. So I don't know what they're going to do there. Yeah. Some I, of those guys. Gosh. Uh, you, you had that up at Kentucky Sports Radio. When I first read that quote, I was like, all right, uh, hey, you know, he said it earlier in the week. It's Monday or Tuesday. He means he's he needs a few more reps of practice this week. And then you kept reading, and he was like, maybe someday I could do it. Maybe. <laughs> Perchance, down the road, at the at the turn of the century, maybe I'll be ready for to, to play a position like that. But today, oh. <laughs> not, not even close, pal. It just kept going on where it was like he was more uh, – he just knew he couldn't do it. Hey, good for him for, uh, you know, knowing your limitations and admitting it and being public about it. But I thought the same thing, Roush. I was like, oh, no, I don't want to read that. Yeah, it doesn't really instill a ton of confidence. But uh, Stoops was pretty confident last night. Um, you know, I, I was – getting dinner ready and you know it's one of those things on thursdays usually i, I check out the stoops video afterwards because he doesn't say much walk well, text me he's like dude what's stoops is on one today man and he he said that hayes josiah hayes will probably get some run at that spot as well when they need to go big uh so there's at least that but the funniest part was when he said that he's like you know me and iron mike we uh he, he, they asked about delivering a knockout party he's like i know me and mike tyson we're pretty good. Uh, you know, we're, we're pretty friendly with one another. I think I could last in ten seconds with him. It's like, wow, Stoops is really feeling himself. If he's saying he can, he can stand in a ring with Mike Tyson right now. 
But dude, that's, that's the, when you know he's feeling good about his uh, team this the, Saturday. <laughs> the, the dude's feeling invincible. I, lo- I, I love it. He is feeling good. And we, you, you have mentioned this, and we now have a couple different examples. He's felt good all season. And, and now at Kentucky sitting 6-0, and we can kind of understand more so as to why that is. But when he did that press conference with you all kind of unannounced, unplanned, he's had a bunch of little different things just to kind of show. We always say swaggy cow, but swaggy stoops, many people are saying. Many people are saying. But just back to the defense briefly, I, I just – I find it hard. Like, Kentucky, if the unless the offense just completely handcuffs – the defense by throwing interceptions, like committing turnovers deep in their own territory. It's really hard for me to see a scenario where the Kentucky defense gives up this many points to a Georgia offense that is just really going to run the football at you. I mean, uh, Luckett had the numbers. Their their rushing efficiency numbers are impressive. Their success rates are really well done. But, like, I don't know. I felt like that Florida offense scared me more. You know, I, I just I, – I, I think that – a lot of this has been talked about their defense being really good, but I think that really good defense and special teams play has just benefited the offense so much at this point. All of their best players are out. I mean, they still have Brock Bowers, who's a really good tie-in, Jermaine Burton. Uh, they've got that stable of backs with Zamir White and Lad McConkey, which what a dumb freaking name. That guy's come out of nowhere and been a kind of a big play guy for them at wide receiver. But this Georgia offense doesn't really inspire fear into the hearts of its opponents. So, like, I, I think as long as Kentucky's offense is playing clean football, that this game, I just, I don't, I don't know the scenario outside of a bunch of turnovers where Georgia can even score enough to to cover this huge number. Did you say Lad McConkey? Well, yeah, Lad McConkey, MC. Uh, and then it's like conch shell, C-O-N-C-K-E-Y. That would be the name of either somebody that gets killed in a Goosebumps book or is the main suspect in a Goosebumps book before you learn it's something a little supernatural. Like, oh, I think old lad McConkie did it. Yeah, yeah. I would also say, too, that he sounds like uh, if you had a British fighter guy in one of those arcade games, you know, Oh, I had to, to get you. You know, like a, like, like a more like a Mortal Kombat knockoff. Yeah, like Tekken. You know, like it would be, <laughs> he, he would be he would be the British guy in Tekken. Oh, I lied. Like he had to beat your butt. <laughs> all right, here's a few different things. Uh, I like I, I kind of agree with you. I kind of don't agree with you. I'm just going to say a bunch of words, and I'm curious okay. what you and Justin think of it. Uh, I, I I saw first off, the, you know they they put up. They've put up 56 points in a game. They put up 40 on South Carolina, 62 on a terrible Vanderbilt team, 37 on Georgia, 34 on the road at Auburn. It's not crazy to think that they're going to be able to score 23 or 24 37 points. on who? Uh, 37 on Arkansas. Gotcha. Yeah. It's not, it's not crazy to think that they couldn't get enough points to cover this big spread against Kentucky. That being said, I think Kentucky's defense is better than – any team that they've played, including Clemson, which they only scored 10 points in that game. Of course, that's first game of the year. Teams are going to grow and whatnot. There were some Georgia fans, message board and whatnot, contemplating "Eh, just how good is this Kentucky team? Why don't we actually look at the teams they've beaten? Louisiana Monroe, who cares? Uh, Missouri, 
that was the people were excited about that win at the time, but Missouri had, the bottom has fallen out there. They're they're not a good football team, so we we gotta we can't look at that one too too great. They struggled against Chattanooga. We're trailing in the fourth quarter. How good can this team be? South Carolina they struggled with. Yeah, they got the win, and yeah, it was on the road, but it wasn't a twenty-seven point win like ours was. I'm just kind of putting myself in the in the place of a Georgia fan, if you will. Right. Uh, the Florida win. You you not you can't take anything away from that one that was a big one but Florida did outgame them by a significant margin that game was at Kroger Field it was a wild atmosphere Kentucky kind of got that blocked field goal that got the the momentum on their side so we won't take anything away from that win but we're going to take a little bit away from that win because it wasn't the prettiest but it was a good win fine LSU they stink Kentucky crushed them but they're not that good of a team that's what Georgia fans are saying. And I don't think that's totally unfair. You can you you can make those cases and that stuff is not inaccurate. Like LSU, they were banged up and Kentucky just took them to the woodshed and now their season's over. The stuff does apply about Florida. The Missouri game, if Kentucky had completely blown them out, it'd be one thing, but they allowed Missouri to come back in that game. So it's another thing. But let me flip that and pin that back in on Georgia. Because right. Clemson, Clemson's trash. Clemson's and terrible. Their they, offense is inept. And and while Kentucky's offense is better than Clemson's. And while you ha- held them to three points and whatnot, you struggled against Clemson. And if you had lost that game, that that Clemson still would have looked as bad as they have this season and still would have the lost NC State and whatnot. So uh, that win is not impressive, really, in the slightest. UAB, nobody cares. South Carolina, that was a 27-point win, but it was at home. And that game was semi-close, I think, for a quarter or whatnot, if I remember correctly, because it kind of made me a little bit scared of South Carolina for a brief second. Vanderbilt, nobody cares about. Arkansas, that was a great win, and Arkansas beat Texas. They beat Texas A&M, and they looked like that they were having kind of a nice season. Nobody was thinking Arkansas was going to take this jump this season, Roush. People like the projection and know that there's talent at Arkansas, but most people were kind of circling next year or the year after. And I think that probably has kind of turned out to be true where they've got a good team, they're motivated for their coach, they can play really with anybody, but the talent isn't quite where it needs to, or maybe the depth of the talent, I should say, isn't quite where it needs to be. And Georgia made them pay at home. And I, I don't think that... Score was all that surprising. I bet Georgia in that game. Winning at Auburn, especially in the fashion that they did, is good. But, Roush, let's not act like it's a great Auburn team. Nobody was really all that. People have known this Auburn team has a lot of boo-boos, a lot of ugliness with. But a 24-point win on the road against a rival in that situation, don't take anything away from Georgia there. I, I think it's without question both teams playing each other are facing the best teams they've played this year. The mm-hmm. What they'll go against on the other side of the ball, UK's offensive line hasn't seen a defensive line quite like Georgia's. Uh, Georgia's defensive line certain definitely has not seen an offensive line like Kentucky's. And you can go through those matchups throughout really the entire field, and, and a lot of those things ring true. Uh, but overall, in the team sentiment, I think it is true. So I'm not – Georgia's defense is legit. And I think their offense probably could put up enough points to cover against Kentucky. I don't think they'd score over 30, but they wouldn't have to score over 30. That being said, though, you look at Georgia's schedule, I don't think it's as – mind-blowing as people think well and it's just because people put arkansas on a pedestal because they beat the texas teams Um, that's true but i think kentucky would beat arkansas i just think they're better i Um, think they beat arkansas relative if if you flip the schedule 
I, Georgia's six and zero with Kentucky, and Kentucky, I think six and zero because that Clemson game was a neutral site game. And you know, while Clemson would have been big favorites in that game, Clemson's not good, folks. Like it's, yeah, I know it's bad. hard they're to kind of wrap our yeah. minds around that. Um, the game at Auburn would be tough for Kentucky, but. I think they'd win it. Maybe that's just a homer bias take on my part, but I, I think they'd win it. So, um, yeah, I agree with you, Roush. Yeah, it, it just I, – I do love the fact that as we're getting closer, though, like there's going to be, uh, you know, some nice stories on college game day and SEC Nation. But pretty much everybody's expecting Georgia to blow the doors off Kentucky. And I love that. I absolutely love it. I know Mark Stoops' team, they love that. They love being the underdogs, and they thrive in this role. So you, you do have to do things the right way. You can't go out and lay an egg. But, man, if you bring your A game, this Georgia team, they're right, man. They, they are ripe. They, this, they are not playing their best football yet, and they will get better when they get guys back from injury. Uh, so, I, you know. Good time to do it. Be an awfully good time to do it, to go down to Georgia and find a soul to steal. Whew. Let's go to a break. We'll come back. We're going to talk more about it. I've got a lot more to, to say on the matter. We want to hear from you on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. It's Scoot's birthday. It's a special wow. KRC here. We're going to have Alan Cutler on an hour two, by the way. We'll talk yeah. more about that when we return. A lot going on today on Big X Sports Radio's Kentucky Roll Call, TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and the birthday boy, Justin Kalen. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and... Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. Roush. Oh, potheads. What an adorable... <laughs> what an adorable bunch of people. Vegas has any clue what's going to happen this weekend. There are some really weird lines, Roush. Really weird. Oh, yeah. Good luck. I mean, it's... Like, why, why is South Carolina only an 18-and-a-half-point favorite versus Vanderbilt? I, I don't know. That, what, like, I... what, what, what is going on there? That It feels like there's some, like, witchcraft, spooky season stuff. I, that makes no sense. Any, like, us three could probably cover 18 and a half versus Vanderbilt. But, but, but South Carolina's really bad. You know, maybe they don't think that they can score that many points. That game in general. I, I don't think South Carolina's defense is bad for what it's worth. I think their defense is pretty good. Yeah, but their offense, they can't, they can't do that. <laughs> their so, offense, their so offense is really, is really bad. See, yep. I'm on the opposite side of that. I'm thinking, why the hell is South Carolina 18 and a half point favorites over Vanderbilt? Uh, well, first off, let's skip the juice. All right. All right, buddy. Let's skip I'm the in. juice, birthday boy. I'm in. Uh, For sure. Vanderbilt's so bad. Like, they are Man. such a bad, bad football team. I know we're kind of jumping ahead to PT's picks of the week, but like, it really, that game really does feel like one where, like, you know what? Let's play with fire here. Well, I, I was I'm finalizing my picks and I was just going through it again. I was I, it reminded me that like when I was doing this last night that this this is 
weird week. You make the same case, like Kentucky. We talked about it in the first segment. Why are why are they such big dogs uh, to the Bulldogs? And you're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big Exports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. We appreciate you texting in to the Thornton sex line, 502-414-1450. And what we really appreciate as well is you spending your lunch, your dinner, or your tailgating plans for this weekend at Salsaritas. It's a great it, idea. It's it's a financially smart decision, and from a taste bud decision, maybe the best that you could ever potentially make in your entire life. Burritos, quesadillas, tacos, their nachos are delicious. The most wildly addictive chips. They've got this little like chili seasoning on them, and <sighs> they're super thin, but they got the perfect crunch tendency. So it they're so fragile too, Roush. It, yeah. it, your your tongue can just tear them to shreds well, if you want to. Here's what's great too about their fragility. Normally that's annoying, but what it does is it forces you to have a good ratio of meat and cheese and salsa on your chip because like you know when you get some of the bigger chips you end up having way more stuff than actual chip this gets a pretty evenly dispersed because if not it's going to break yeah and, and salsaritas does not want you to check your chip uh, fragility at the door you bring it on in they want you to challenge your chip fragility and that way you can determine that it's the best chip on the market and it absolutely is you mix it with their hot spicy salsa uh, some people on the radio show can't handle it. We won't mention who because it's their birthday and we don't want to be mean on the birthday boy. No, no. But that it, it's so spicy that some people, grown adults, grown men, can't eat it. Uh, they do have mild for those folks and they've got a medium that's delicious uh, as half well. Half grown men. Oh, hey, <laughs> hey, dollar in the jar. <laughs> Roush, the dollar in the jar bit that we had with Trevor and that we sometimes do with Justin. Mm -hmm. I, the more I think about it, it's really just giving us only a pass to make fun of them. We don't like it when texters do because we feel like it's mean. We don't let them do it to themselves because we call it self-loathing. So really, it just leaves the door open for you and you and me to to go to town on them. Yep, let's just make fun of Justin. I'm fine with that. <laughs> I knew what I was signing well, up. I'm say, well, I'm saying we kind of you know we manipulated the system there a little bit. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, we we, we really. And I'm really st I still have no idea where that damn jar is. I really think Trevor took it. Oh, I wouldn't doubt it. <laughs> uh, it's been spent. It's been spent on Taco Bell's probably two and a half <laughs> years ago. But uh, Salisbury has two locations: Middletown and St. Matthews. Middletown has a drive-through, and really, if you're having folks over for the game, it's a super cheap efficient and easy option to feed a big group of people you don't know what everybody likes to eat it's hard to cook for different people just get a get, get the three amigos we've talked about that that's a huge thing a queso guacamole and their delicious queso and they give you like a bajillion chips so everybody but or you can get the nacho table tailgate download the app you can learn everything on the app you can order on the app. That's that's huge, too, doing catering there. We love Salsaritas. They can have a long average because they are the best in the business. All right. Uh, um, we, we're talking UK, Georgia. We can kind of go anywhere you want, Roush. I, I just wanted to ask you, do you remember that Big Blue Madness is tonight? Did you I did. I did. And I, I've kind of brought myself into yeah you know, you know you know this new dad life i'm not doing anything tonight right and, and uh, I'm, I'm happy about that but like all right if i'm gonna be doing nothing i'm gonna have multiple i'll have one game on the red Sox, and then probably mute that Ooh. and then put the uh the sound on big blue madness and clip in for the socks 
that's a long clip that a baseball <laughs> clipping <laughs> I, I clip in for the cats basketball because it's only two hours miles. <laughs> i don't know maybe i'll tour to france <laughs> I, I i got the green light to play volleyball last night and uh for, that really was I hate I hate admitting this first time I've exercised in like three weeks because I was I was I had a little bit of a cold before uh, the mm -hmm. baby came so I, I couldn't really do anything there and then a week half you know a couple days in the hospital the first few days just being at home and then this has been a little bit more of a normal routine ish kind of um, I'm telling myself next week I'm gonna get back into it yeah well we'll see you're a better man than I. It made me feel good when you mentioned the dad diet because that that's that's been the, my reality. Yeah, yeah I, yesterday when you were like, "Oh yeah, you know, you get to eat the dad diet. Who cares?" Blah blah blah. Right. Well, you know, it's okay if you put on a few pounds. You'll do uh, what is it? Dry January or whatever. Just hey, bulking season. It's almost. I mean, Thanksgiving's right around the corner. I know we don't. We can't skip holidays on this show. But like bulking season's almost here, so you know what? If you're not completely clipped in for the cats and rocking and rolling, that's okay. It's okay. I re it really is. Like I, it, you know, if you had like a little, like a, a one of those charts that uh, it, it's biggest definitely in the winter, and well, at the, like the beginning of winter, and then you're right. Mm -hmm. I do the dry January, uh, February, and then around like March and April is really when I'm at my thinnest, and then it's just this slow climb back up. My issue is my annual checkup is in November, and so it's like usually when I'm at my biggest, and the doctor's always like, yeah, you're fine, but, you know, everybody could probably afford to, you know, like the nice way to tell me to like lose a little bit of weight. Gosh. Like they don't want to be like, hey, fat butt. Cut the, but they're like, yeah, you're you're good, nothing to worry about. But if next year you came in and you were five pounds lighter, it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. Just that sort of deal. So maybe I just move that to April, and then they're like, haha, you're healthy again. Boom, easy peasy, lemon squeezy. I'm supposed to have the physical this year too. What do you mean? Like, what's what's different about? Do, do you have to do like the? Uh, I think it's like full, I think it's a full challenge. I, I think no. <laughs> Yeah, how many sit-ups and pull-ups I can do, and, yeah. then, and then how I run the mile. Grab the pull-up bar. A absolutely. Uh, no, I think it's like you know the whole body check, which like coffin situation. Oh, I thought they do that. Oh, I guess they don't do that every time. They normally just do blood pressure and blood work. <laughs> Ralph, are, are, you, are you? What are you doing to your doctor every time? I mean, I don't. I I forget what happens at checkups. I just I'm used to old school physical. Uh, here's a question, TJ. <laughs> I, this is this is random because I got thinking about that chin up bar. Uh, can you do a chin up? No, oh, maybe one on a good day. Right now, probably none. Uh, How about in your healthiest? Oh, my healthiest. Uh, I was a machine. Yeah, I was a, I was like a very thin child really up until like uh college really see i was too but i always struggled with chin-ups even when i was in the best physical condition of my life i couldn't do one I'm just weak little guy same hey i and it's it's not the weakness for me it's the you have a large body with really long arms and yeah it just i i want to pull I, up I, I maybe i could do like one or two in middle school or something maybe but like hell, even in high school, they would give us like bands to give us a little bit of help because I could not, could not, would not be able to do those. Couldn't. Yeah, I, I, I could in my prime, I could do, I could do a lot. Um, 
but yeah. I had but you Suck could like cool. you could like see my rib. I was like a tiny little kid. I didn't I didn't really grow. I was like my brother's size, if you could believe it or not. That's oh small. my gosh! I know. Wow, that, that is so <laughs> I know. Mean, tiny. I, that's embarrassing. Yeah, it, it it was small, and then it was like not till probably the start of freshman year high school I, I shot up a little bit, but um, and then started to grow out a little bit in college, and here I am. Now just a dominant physical specimen in the intramural circuit around the Louisville, the greater Louisville area. I could only ever do one chin up, and that was because I jumped off the ground to get my chin above the bar. <laughs> yeah, that, I was that, done after that. That raises more questions. Um, in a I never got way. a goose egg. <laughs> That's a good point. That's a good point. All right, let's uh, let's get let's move on to something different. <laughs> Oh man, but Big Blue Madness tonight. Exciting. Oh, We're going to uh, watch. Hold, wait, real basketball. quick. Haley Minogue, friend of Kentucky Roll Call, says, Wake up, Louisville. I've got some Friday gossip, speculation, tea, and I'm about to spill it on Twitter. Oh, wow. What do we, what do we think this is? It's probably something kind of nonsensical. Yeah, it's nothing serious. What if it was just like Mayor Fisher scandal <laughs> or, or like uh, John Yarmuth giving son his position? <laughs> yeah, um, I, I'm excited for it. She's been doing the mornings lately again, which man, that has which, to suck. Seriously, I, we, I feel like us doing this radio show super early. I'm yeah. close. She has to like be on television and put her face on and stuff like that's just got to be whew, rough, man. Yeah. Remember when we did television? Man, I, I kind of miss doing that TV show. I'm not going to lie. It was fun. It's unscripted, 30 minutes at Zaxby's each Sunday morning. <laughs> it really was unscripted. Uh, <laughs> and we would usually do something like very made for TV that was not great, but also like kind of hilarious. Yeah. And then you just have the like the, the churchgoers that be having their Sunday lunch. And just be like, what are these idiots doing? Like, why did we, of course, we go to the Zaxby's that has a TV show in it. And just two goobers talking UK and U of L. It was fun. I, I enjoyed it. Man, good stuff. Really miss it. That was back before the old pandemic. But uh, text into the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. We'll why keep we you updated on what Haley Minogue's big gossip and tea is once it gets yeah. spilled. We we need to spill and drink some of the tea. Why don't we get to some of these Thornton's texts? Because our hour number two oh, is yeah. pretty, that's, pretty busy. That's a, good, that's a good point. Good thinking, Roush. Always thinking ahead. Uh, you go ahead and you get this first one. Let me find out where it is. All right. To me, coming out of the Georgia game with zero injuries is a win in my book. Do I hope we win and keep the streak rolling? Of course, but I'm also realistic. I would love to win, but we need to continue staying healthy so we can have our bodies against Mississippi State and Tennessee. I think those two games are the most dangerous because they can make or break a historic run. Just got to stay healthy and try to keep it remotely close at a minimum. I, I get this sentiment. I don't. And I don't, I won't fault you for it at all. Kind of where I was at, uh, like last week, I knew Kentucky was going to beat LSU, and I knew it probably wasn't going to be too the, the most difficult game of all time. So that my thought has been on Georgia for a bit. My my initial thoughts were this: stay healthy. There are more important games, and that was basically what I was saying at the beginning of this week. I'm a little mm -hmm. bit more optimistic, where I think Kentucky's going to have some chances in the second half. Uh, spoiler alert: I do think Georgia's going to win. I, I'm not I'm not. I'm not going that far, but
but I am to the point where I will be disappointed if it's not a competitive game. Cause I think so. I think a lot of people share that your sentiment texture that like, Hey, don't get hurt. Keep it close. Worry about the, the more important games on the schedule or the more maybe winnable games on the schedule. Cause they should beat Mississippi state and Tennessee. Good text. Yeah. I, I, the adding that at the end, he went from like, we just need to stay healthy, need to stay healthy, need to stay healthy. And then add in the try to keep it remotely close at a minimum. That is the part that, it, you know, if things do, like, you can't, you can lose a ton of momentum with the blowout. So, like, keeping it close is important, not just because we're invested in Kentucky plus the 23 and a half. That, that, that's very important going into a long bye week, just to know that, like, for them to keep the faith that, like, you know what? We are still a really good football team. We can beat every other team on our schedule. Let's go do it. You can't have Georgia go break your spirits. Like I think they kind of did to Clemson. I think that they kind of broke DJU in that offense and removed their confidence. You can't have that do steal Kentucky's confidence ahead of a crucial stretch of games. Granted, they are going to have the bye week to get a break. But that last little bit, keep it close at a minimum. Like, you know. It's got. It needs to be within reach for this team, uh, just so that they can. Ha- they're feeling good right now. We need to still be able to have Swaggy Stoops going down to Mississippi State. Yeah, it. But I, I get it. Georgia's been killing pretty much everybody, so yeah. you don't want it to be you. Keep it close. That'd say a lot too. Uh, in a hostile road environment against the number one team in the country as well. A texter says, TJ's baby already has a more sophisticated palate than Daddy Walker. (laughs) (laughs) Do you not like, you don't, you don't like milk, TJ? I don't. No, I'm not a milk guy. Then that text rings true. I mean, I'll, I'll eat, like, I'll eat it or drink it in cereal. Um, Milkshakes are good. Ice cream has milk. I, I just never have enjoyed – like, milk's fine, obviously. I've just never enjoyed a glass of milk by I mean, itself. And I don't think – there's there's oh, more people than you'd know that feel that way. To be fair. To be fair. To be fair. It's not a very adult kind of – like, I'm just going to go pour a glass of milk. I will say that whenever baby Lucy starts drinking cow milk, you know, down the road, you'll probably have, like, a small little cup every once in a while and be like, you know, not too bad. Not too bad. Man, I'm already not looking forward to the solid diapers. Oh, yeah. Supposedly, like, once you get sugar, you know, and other process and, you know, other foods and whatnot, it's just, it's, so, a, it's a disaster. Less blowouts, but stinkier. So, oh, yeah. Like, but, like, you're, you know, less likely to get it all over you. That's the, that's the good news. So, yeah. I mean, the nice, well, I get, well, whatever. We don't need yeah. to be talking poops on the air. <laughs> TJ, I say this with all this due respect, but grow up and eat a fast food burger. They're fine. Now, obviously, I know they're fine, and I know there's probably several I would enjoy. Probably several I would not, though. Some look disgusting. The ones that look like really thin and wet, no. And I'm talking maybe specifically like McDonald's, Burger King, that those I'm I'm out. I'm out on those places. But uh You know what I've come to learn as an adult though, that I really like the they're not like sliders, but whenever you get a really good thin burger with like a crispy bun and like the the actual burger is kind of crispy, you know, on the, the skillet, man, those are those are really tasty. It doesn't have to be just this enormous hunk of meat to be a very good burger. I don't know if I agree with that. 
getting hungry. Don't know if I I, I totally agree. It's with almost that. like eating like a steak burger. You know, you just get the kind of crispiness to it. It's good. I'm I'm saving it for a special time. You only get one first time. Ooh. Everybody remembers theirs. I want to remember mine. Ooh, here's my idea, TJ. SEC championship game. Kentucky's playing. You get a fast food burger on your way to the tailgate. I, I'll do if, if Kentucky beats Georgia. I'll eat a fast food burger. Wow, we got that's we got, big. That is, is big. Wow, huge bet. Really laying it all on the line there, sports talker. Love it. Just what we needed on a Friday. Can we I, pick the fast food burger? Well, shouldn't it be maybe like the varsity on the way to the SEC championship game? Roush, kind of do what? Kind of bring what you said into what I am proposing. Because if you beat Georgia, you're going to the SEC championship game. I mean, bada boom, bada bing. So you really have to blow it at that point. You know, that's when we would. That's when we would cash in the bet. You'd you'd have okay. to win one. You'd have to win one of uh, of Mississippi State, Tennessee, and if you go zero two in those games, then you don't deserve it at that point. With that on the line, where you just need to win one of those games, uh, you, you'd you'd need to find a way to win one of them. And I think they would. I wouldn't be shocked if they lost one of them, but they, I don't think they'd go zero and two. That would be really really surprising. So all right, I'll, we'll do that. Yes. Kentucky beats Georgia. That we'll go to the. We'll go to the varsity. Although, is the varsity tech technically fast food? I don't know. I've actually, like, I, I know what you're referring to, but don't see or know them very oh, well. Everybody so. always talks about it. It's, and I've seen it. I've actually never been there myself. I'd like to go. Or we can go somewhere else. Is somebody more <laughs> local to the area? We've got Atlanta listeners. We'll figure it out. We got plenty yeah. of time to relish in the spoils of victory. So, yeah. Just beat Georgia, and then we can we can do just that. A texture says, Who's your dingus? Carrots and hummus together. It's like saying you put icing on cake. Weird. Huh? <laughs> Hummus is amazing. Got your back, Roush. Oh, All right. So I know you. hummus is amazing. I've had hummus in several different settings. I just had never heard of fruit being dipped in it. I obviously know that icing goes on a cake. So you mean vegetables. Or vegetables, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I would never personally dip a carrot or celery in hummus, but I like hummus. I, and I like carrots and celery. Just don't think they sound good together. Could you dip a sliced apple in hummus? You Ooh, could. Definitely not. I bet it would be fun. Yeah, I don't, it I don't probably know. would be, but I would not eat it. Does Roush know how consumer confidence and in inflation works? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm really not sure what they're even referring to. But <laughs> no, I, I, I got to be in my economics classes, but don't remember one thing from them. So, mm. yeah. Yeah. Roush with an adopted little dookie and looking the other way with Shakir and J-Lo, Shimmy and Shake on the big screen. What a nerd. Hope you and Luckett have a great time in Athens and will the Cats to a victory. Yeah. Woo. Which I uh, hope to see you folks out there. Man, The um, I did realize this morning, too, that that uh, wake-up call for college game day might be coming. It might feel pretty early after Friday night. So, Oh, boy. The fellas are going to tie one on. We'll talk to Luckett all about it in our – number two and we'll also talk to alan cutler it's going to be a fun second hour texter says ksr said they gave us a 60 percent chance of covering not sure where the texter got the 30 percent chance of scoring a touchdown 60 percent chance of winning is low but let's be real it's probably around 20 percent. okay no i mean but five to 20 is pretty significant and secondly even 60 percent to cover a 21 point spread is not the most flattering thing in the world like I again, this is Friday, TJ talking, but Kentucky's mm -hmm. covering, baby. Like Kentucky's gonna be right there. Uh, famous last words. What you know, George is gonna come out and like make it. 14. 
14 to nothing, like 14 to nothing in a blink of an eye. But Kentucky should cover this game. It, I, I would I would put the covering at like 80. percent I think yeah, if you and, play and, this game five times, Kentucky Kentucky's covering at least four of them, and, and maybe winning one of them. That's where the it's where KRC is pointing its flag on the ground. Yeah, and really, yeah. the the worst case scenario out of that one game is if they do come out like Arkansas and it's 14 nothing in the blink of an eye, and then Kentucky's got to play down two scores, and that's that's not where you want to be in this game. You got to at least keep it within arm's length and then, you know, be able to be opportunistic at the right times. And last thing, and we'll go to a break, but half of that is Liam Cohen and half of that is Will Levis in the offense. You're scripted, you're scripted first drive. You can't let that be a three and out and let Georgia pounce on you potentially twice. You know, if they get the kickoff score, that you get the ball, go three and out, they score again. Part of that, uh, that this is big responsibility on Liam Cohen uh, that all game week he's been studying Georgia, has a good idea of what will work, being able to do that, you know, six, seven, eight plays, however many long, however however long it takes. Uh, you got to set the tone early. Totally agree with you. I'm pumped up for it. We're going to talk more about it in an hour two. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen. We'll be back after this. Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. Saved by the bell there. Roll Call. I was finalizing the unsponsored picks of the week. Getting ready to... Rock and roll. All right, Roush, I believe we have a special guest. I think we do, and I think he's going to be a permanent fixture on the Big X Sports Radio starting on Monday. Alan Cutler is joining Michael Bennett on Just the Cats every morning after KRC from 9 to 11. Alan, welcome back to Radio Land, buddy. Hi, guys. Two things. One, the way you guys introduce your names, you sound like a law firm, so now I'm scared. Two, when you say fixture that's usually for old people i'm old so i think you set me up i'm worried about both you guys now <laughs> well we're the young whippersnappers right at your heels all right we're keeping you all on your toes but I- i'm okay. excited that you decided to uh step out of retirement what uh what motivated you to get off the couch quit your yoga and sipping your matcha and-, and come back on the airwaves with michael bennett well first of all i haven't quit yoga uh, second of all to be perfectly honest, I've wanted to do radio since I retired. That's the one thing I wanted to do. And I actually had somebody who owns a radio station. My last day on TV was Derby Day 2018, and that's an exhausting day. Uh, it's just crazy because I do more live hits and more, more stories than anybody else, but it's the three weeks leading up to it. I'm not kidding you. I got a text, and I won't say the person's name, from a gentleman who owns stations asking me if I was ready to do radio and if I wanted to join their family. Think about that, after midnight. And so I have had offers. I've turned offers down. I've been turned down because there wasn't a spot. So there's been tons going on 
in negotiations with radio for actually quite a long time. Other than that, I love being retired. I don't like it. I love it. But this is just two hours a day. And I do the homework anyway because I love reading sports. So, you know, if I had my druthers, I'd have been doing radio four years ago. But I'm kind of demanding, as you know. Uh, One station wanted me initially to take two weeks off a year, and I'm going, I'm not taking two weeks off a year. I'm going to take more. you got to be kidding. I had 27 days in TV. And, and some of the things that people wanted from me, I'm just going, I'm not going to do it. Like I wasn't going to do a nighttime radio show. I don't want to do drive time in the afternoon because I like to see my grandkids. So I was kind of de- demanding. I wouldn't say demanding, but I had certain things I wouldn't do because I'm retired. I don't have to. So this kind of came together with Michael Bennett, and I am shocked because Michael and I will talk about this. Now I've got Michael's back, and he's got mine. I couldn't stand him when I met him. Seriously, we'll talk about it, too. I mean, he'll tell the story better. I don't remember if I said it was a Porsche. First time I met him, it was, a, it was at a press conference, and he comes in with John Long, who I call Doc, who wrote my book with me. And I said, who is this rich guy who's got the chauffeured Porsche outside in the parking lot? That's my introduction to him in front of everybody in the meeting. He just blushed. So that's how it started. And he tells the story much better. And he blushed beet red. He'll tell you that. And that's the start of our relationship. And it wasn't good starting out. I'll, I'll be very honest, for some pretty good reasons. But we've actually grown. And uh, it's kind of weird. I never thought I'd really like Michael. He's an interesting character. I, I think this thing has potential. What, make, what, what makes him interesting, in your opinion? All right. I'll just come straight out. Let's do it. <laughs> he has a way of asking a question in a press conference that everybody wants, but he does it in a dumb way. <laughs> and so, and by the way, this is nothing I haven't told him to his face. And so I actually tried to help him. Look, if you got to ask a question to Stoops or Cal, ask him. I don't give a you-know-what. You guys, I think, know how I always was. But you don't do it either in a condescending or insulting way. And I don't think he means to. He just does it all the time. We take something the other day just to test the equipment out and that kind of stuff. And, you know, Levis, as you guys obviously know, duh, tons well, that he's had a bunch of games that weren't as good as one certain game. Yet he's really been a great leader and he's done wonderful things, but his passing wasn't as accurate as it should be. So we're taping something. And Michael Bennett says, well... He's making bad decisions. And I go off on him. I said, did you just call Lev stupid? And he got defensive. I said, no, no, think about what you said. If you're making a bad decision as a quarterback, you guys know this. That means you're stupid or you can't make a decision. I said, and I said this a week before he came out and talked about it. I said, his problem is his feet. Now, Michael Bennett doesn't know what that means. But one of the things I've learned through the years is that the feet of a quarterback and the balance is huge. So Levis worked with a coach in this summertime to help his feet and his balance and whatever. He's a huge, big, strong kid, and it's great he's at Kentucky. And he's got tons of potential. And what I saw happening, he reverted back to his old habits when he was in the game. A couple of games ago, you guys remember, he threw a pick when there were two defenders, and he threw a boom, a howitzer. There was no touch on the ball. So he was just rushing. And then he comes out and talks about his feet. And then Cohn talks about the offensive coordinator, who's done a wonderful job, how they're trying to get him to slow down. So 
what Michael did was ask the right question, but he did it in a follow-up to me in a horrible fashion. And that's Michael. And so he, I, I, I had a program director at, a, at one of the huge stations I worked at said, take the other side whether you agree with it or not, and I refused to. In other words, my opinions are honest. Agree fine, disagree fine, that's your call. And I won't take an opinion I don't respect. Well, Michael will say all kinds of ridiculous things, and I'm going to attack him back. But he attacks me back. And it's a natural, weird chemistry that at times we're funny. And we'll see we're funny on radio. But he asks a good question in a ridiculous way. You guys are going to hear it. Well, you go, hmm, everybody's kind of thinking about this, but nobody will really talk about it. And he's good at that. And then you go, oh, why did you ask the question that way? Well, we, uh, I look, I look forward to hearing it. Roush, what do you got? Uh, that was, I was going to say, it's going to be a great dynamic on Just the Cats, nine to eleven a.m. I'm, I'm excited because there's going to be some explosive moments on radio right here on the Big X. But uh, when you all take the air on Monday, it kind of reminds me of how KRC started. We started the Monday after the Music City Bowl and Kentucky beat Louisville. The Cats couldn't get the two-point conversion back in 2017, but Shea Gilgis-Alexander had 30 points and completely crapped on the cards. How, how do you see this game color panning out? Are, are we talking about a historic win Monday morning on the Big X? Actually, I don't know. Um, and that's, a, you know, you're supposed to have an opinion on everything, but I try to be honest. Uh, what I put on Twitter the other day, I'm standing by as you guys know, this is, I think, a great offensive line. This is not breaking news. And the majority of the front seven for Georgia on defense will be in the NFL. The other thing is, you know, the tight ends for Kentucky block and, block and, and the wideouts aren't afraid to block, and I really like that. This is a trench warfare game. I shouldn't say warfare. I'm sorry. That's politically incorrect, and I, and I really want to take that back. It's a trench battle. And we're going to, and, and I'm not saying anything about turnovers because that's so obvious as the nose of my face. You shouldn't say, well, they can't turn the ball over four times because you can't win. So people talk about turnovers and it, it's so obvious. Don't talk about it. You can't win if you turn the ball over against a team like Georgia like they did in the past. How is Kentucky going to do against their front seven? And the other thing is, Rodriguez has his chip on his shoulder. He's, and I love, I love athletes with chip on their shoulders. He's still ticked off that Georgia didn't offer him a scholarship. And, and I think Rodriguez is going to be a big-time NFL back. And I think he's even better than people realize. I really do. Uh, and so if he gets some room, he is going to run over people. And, and I can't wait to see the trench game. Look, you know this. The toughest position to recruit in the country is defensive line first, offensive line second. And that's what took so long in Kentucky. And I never thought they would be this good on both sides of the ball. Never. It's a compliment to Stoops and Vince and the staff. And so they're not afraid of the big boys. And they believe they can punch with them. And so we're going to see. I'm not going to be surprised if they win. And I'm not going to be surprised if they lose. And you know what? I don't think they're going to go undefeated. And smacking against Georgia will be huge to see how they do. It's good hearing Alan Cutler's voice. You can hear it on the Big X with Michael Bennett, Just the Cats, on Monday starting at 9 a.m. Uh, just a nostalgia to it. It takes me back to my college days. It was always fun. You were always nice to me as a media member, Alan. As a student journalist for the Colonel, you were always uh, 
very, very kind in a position where not everybody is. Roush and I wanted to know if you had any questions about the Big X, what it's like doing radio on the Big X. It's the biggest and the Xiest that it's ever been right now. Uh, which we're excited about. And if you don't have any questions for us, we do have some advice we're going to give to you. Oh, I want advice. Please, please. Uh, Be patient. Patience. Patience, patience, patience. Things are not going to work sometimes. That's just the big X, baby. Sometimes the power just goes out and you can't do a show. You know, it happens. It happens. You do know who you're talking to, right? A guy that doesn't have a lot of patience. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, you guys. Wait a second. Both, both of you know that, right? Yeah, yeah, I that's know you that's know why it. we're telling you. Okay. I, I, I'm going to write this down now. Okay, hang on. I'm, I'm moving on my desk, and I, I'm starting a sheet. One, patience. That'll never happen. What's two? <laughs> uh, number two, You've got 98% control of your show. It's the best thing ever. You don't you won't have anybody telling you what to say, what to talk about, what to do. You already know this stuff. You probably wouldn't have agreed to coming to the Big X if you didn't know it. The other one the the, the 2% one are just the ads that you got to read, which you're a professional, you'll do those and you'll imagine coming on to the Big X right now and having Alan Cutler sell your business. Wow. What a treat that would be. Um, so think about that. So that's the other 1%. The other 1% is just not being dumb or being a complete and total idiot. I'm not worried about you doing that or doing that at all. So you should be good, but enjoy it. You, you've got as much freedom as you'll ever have with the Big X. I know you're going Wait to love that. <laughs> Thank you, but well, hold on, guys. There was a very strong subliminal message. So you're saying Michael Bennett's an idiot? No. <laughs> you no. That? No. Come I'm on, just no, giving no, you no, advice. No, no, no. Hey, wait, so I'm hold, just giving hold, you hold. advice. You are... I didn't say that. Okay. <laughs> I know you didn't. I know you didn't, but I know both of you guys, and you're both. And this is a compliment, which you're going to feel like I'm stabbing you. Um, <laughs> you guys are smart, and you're more subtle than I am. <laughs> I'm not very subtle, and and he, I got a, 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 a um, somebody put on Twitter this morning that I need to be careful because I'm really a babysitter for Michael Bennett, which I thought was hysterically funny. So you, you guys are trying to tell me something. I know it. Come on, just fess up, because you know it's look one of the beauties of Michael, and I really like Michael. He can be an idiot, and the good thing is. I will call him out. But you know what's also good, and I'm being very serious now. We have talked at length about this, and you guys are partners, so you know what I'm talking about. It'll never be personal. In other words, I can call him basically any name. I wouldn't say with love. Let's not get stupid here. But, you know, in the function of two guys sitting and having a cup of coffee who might be yelling at each other, and it's going to be natural. So some of the ridiculous things that Michael says will make for good radio. The other thing is I could be talking about something that, that I know I'm right, and he's going to disagree, and he has no sports like I do. And that's okay because we're going to disagree. So, But it's interesting. So you called Michael an idiot. The other thing is 98% is not good enough. I'm not used to doing a radio show where anybody bothers me. And I'll just say this. I don't care what management thinks about what i say i really don't and if they haven't figured that out i could care less now i can't yeah say you won't have to wor- you won't something. have to worry about that here whatsoever 
Yeah, I'm not worried about it. And I don't say that in threatening to management because they can fire me anytime they want, although we have a partnership and that's neither here nor there. Uh, I'm not worried about it. I don't think about it. And I don't, I don't care what they think. I really don't. Because anybody <laughs> wants to criticize me for management, what do they know about sports? I mean, seriously, I know Dugan thinks he knows a lot about sports and he knows some and his, his, his sons are really good high school players and that sort of stuff. But really, you don't like what I say? You don't like my opinion? Don't call me. And, and if Dugan calls me and he's listening, says, I don't like this opinion, I'm going to say, I don't care. Now, what else do you want to talk about? Because I don't care. <laughs> because, because I've oh, spent my man. life in sports. My life in sports. That doesn't mean I'm I, always right because that's, that's stupid. But I don't, care what, I don't care what he thinks. Look, I respect you guys and I don't care what you think. Well, well, along that note, I think Dugan knows more about sports than you do, Cutler. He he played it at a high level. He was really good. He used he, to be able to dunk. He claims he can dunk. He, uh, he used, to, he he used to be able to dunk. He used to be able to dunk. He used to be able to dunk. I, I bet he, I, now, now, wait a second. Do I think Dugan knows basketball? Yeah, I do. But, I, <laughs> but I, I will also tell you this. I've known coaches who were so bad. I'll, I'll give you an example. Remember Elliot Uzelak? No. Is that before your time? Offensive coordinator for Kentucky, who was yeah, always he upset was he never got the Colorado yeah. job and bounced around and stuff like that. Now, he had Tim Couch run the option, okay, mm. because he was so upset about not doing things his way. Now, he forgot more football than I'm ever going to know. I got no problem with that. But that was stupid, okay? <laughs> so I've seen coaches that are just dumb. And now they might be smart in other cases. And actually, after he got pushed out and could have get a job in college, he did something wonderful. He went back, I think it was in Michigan. If I'm wrong, I apologize. But he, he resurrected a high school program that hadn't won in forever and helped kids out and done all kinds of wonderful things. And there was a lot of good redeeming qualities about him, not a Kentucky. He was, he was just awful. Who asked him Caps to run an option? So I, I have this um, thought process that although – Cal has forgotten more basketball than I know, but he should be running more, and he's finally going to run this year, so he says, and we'll see. So I'm not as stupid as some of these coaches think. That doesn't mean I'm always right. So, you know, if Dugan's mad at me now, hey, Dugan, be mad at me now. I don't care. I love it. Getting off to a great start with management. Always fun for a new radio show, and you can hear it here on Big X Sports Radio at 9 o'clock. One last question, Alan, and we'll let you go. I got one thing. Go ahead. I got one thing. quick thing for you when you're done with me. Just a quick thing. Good, I good, good. I, 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 look, I look forward to it. What will be the format of the show? Are you all going to take callers? Are you all going to take text messages on the Thornton's text line? How will people be able to get in touch with you? Because you know people are going to be reacting. We will take um, text messages on the Thornton text line, and I'm really curious to use it because um, very often things will be sent to us that we can talk about. We will take calls. It's not going to be a call-driven show. Um, I-, I probably shouldn't say this on the radio. Do you know what a caller is? Uh, a prop. A uh, prop. Yeah. A prop. Who told that you that? An, that was an old Alan Cutler lesson I learned at, uh, uh-huh. after practice. And, and I, Maybe and even I, a Joker Phillips learned, practice. Uh, and I learned it from somebody much smarter than me, one of the great program directors in the country. And that's not a condescending comment, but if you're doing, you guys are doing a show and you're in a rhythm, I can't stand lazy, incompetent talk show host who say, hi, I'm on the air, welcome, and give me a call right now, da, 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 da. they don't have anything to say. They can only use the callers to help fill the time and bounce off of it. 
you shouldn't start a unless there was some hit, some issue. You know, Cal retired today. Fine. You want to talk about? It? Let's go right away. There are times to take calls like around the clock, not often. And so we will welcome calls, but and there's a place for it. But I didn't come back to do a call a show. And and I've had some people say, well, you know what? You need to take more calls because the calls are the best part of the show. Well, if that's true, tell the caller to go get their own show. Not being mean. I'm just telling you how I feel. So we will welcome calls, but it's not going to be a wall-to-wall call, call show. We will also have guests um, all the time. Absolutely not. And, and it's pretty simple. Hopefully, Michael and I are very entertaining. And if not, guess what? It won't work. It's, it's pretty simple. Now, can I give yep. you something? Yeah, well, I want to hear you need my he- Anytime you need me for anything to help you out off the air, on the air, whatever, I'm here. Pretty simple deal. Love hearing it. We appreciate that. You're part of the Big X family. Anything we can do to help, we will do the same. And it's really cool hearing that from you. Uh, we That is Alan Cutler, and you can hear just the cats with him and Michael Bennett on Monday, 9 o'clock. Alan, we can't wait to hear it. Thanks for coming on and talking hey. with us. Thanks, thanks, guys. I really appreciate you plugging the show. Be safe. Absolutely. Alan Cutler and Michael Bennett, Just the Cats, 9 o'clock on Big X Sports Radio. All right. Uh, Luckett just joined us. This is chaos on Big X Sports Radio. As we we leave one guest and bring on another, I I do think we probably need a break, but Luckett, can you hang out? Yeah, from Just the Cats to Just Luckett. Right here. (laughs) (laughs) Kentucky Roll Call returns after this on Big X Sports Radio. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. Sit your five dollar ass down before I make change. Welcome back, Kentucky Roll Call. Here on Big X Sports Radio. One guest to another. Oh, that was a that was a fun. A lot going on there. A good good hearing from Alan Cutler. He, call, he calls his co-host dumb. And then management, he says he knows more about sports than he does. And I think that's just a little taste of what you're going to get from just the cats. That's oh, exciting. Man. Coming in hot. Love it. Absolutely hey, love it. We're going to need that energy from you, Adam Luckett. Uh, that's a big bar. Let's see if I can reach it. <laughs> Luckily, winning weekend last week. Wow. Best record for the syndicate. So I'm back, baby. <laughs> That's huge news, of course. That's Adam Luckett of KentuckySportsRadio.com. Make sure you're following him on Twitter, at Adam Luckett, KSR. The boys are about ready to head down to Athens. Uh, That's right, Nick Roush and Adam Luckett. You're going to be riding in Roush's car, if I'm hearing correctly. Are you all doing radio podcasts the whole way down? Uh, I don't know. We'll figure it out. We uh, we, uh, Just rolling the dice. (laughs) what has got what has got i I just heard serious xm so you know we can we can we can dabble with both okay all right well great great answer uh luck it what's kentucky gonna do about the depth issues up front on defense they're just gonna throw the bodies they have at the spot and see what they can do uh i think you'll see for the gonna need something more optimistic than that (laughs) <laughs> I think you'll see more for the first time all season. Jordan Wright and J.J. Weaver play together. 
you really haven't seen that with this new kind of hybrid defense they're using. So that's going to give them more size there in the line of scrimmage, so it could help alleviate some of the issues at that tackle spot. I think at Nulls are going to be fine. I think Rodgers and Hayes are both capable. And so they're going to try to do stop the run that way. I think they they should be able to hold up somewhat well. I don't think Georgia's going to run crazy. The, the story of this game, to me, really is on the other side of the ball. Can Kentucky get to 21, 24 points? If they can get there, I think they can win the game, but that's a tall task going up against this defense. And I think we're going to get in this game, and we're going to realize pretty soon that Kentucky a wide receiver or two away. Oh. <sighs> oh. <sighs> that's we, It's not what we wanted to Damn it, Luckett. What can the you, hell? Can you say something else? I do think like I do think Kentucky's going to have success on offense. I think Chris Rodriguez is going to run the ball in Georgia. I think this is the best rushing offense that Georgia has faced. I think they're actually going to give Georgia a game, unlike every other team they've played this year. But I just don't think they have the ammo to really win this game. But I do think they can hang in there for a while. And then if, they, if they're plus two, plus three in the turnover column, they can win the game because it is going to be a limited possession game. So any turnover is going to be huge. But – they are going up against it. They're going up against a team that's built just like them, except Georgia has better players. So it's a hard matchup. And then I don't think with where you make up for this against Georgia is really attacking their secondary. Outside of Wanda Robinson, I don't think Kentucky really has the personnel to do it. They're really going to miss Josh Ali and Keaton Upshaw in this game. If they had those two pieces, I think it might be a different story. But without them, it's a really tall task. Good news, KRC listeners. Luckett's been wrong all season. So, whoa, suck it, Luckett! My goodness gracious, <laughs> birthday wow. boy off the top rope, burying him. You done, Justin? <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. It's just like a week. It's one weekly jab from Justin to our guest Adam Luckett. Good way to get our guest coming back. He keep does coming back, so. Let's get to these picks. We'll give you an updated score. In first place still, Roush, he's 12-6 and six on the year, 13 points. Justin, second place at 9-9, nine and nine, 11 points. I'm 8-10 and 10 at 10 points, and then Luckett, 3-15 and 15 at 30 oh, yeah. points. So uh, that's better than he's normally done. So he's on his way up. Roush, let's start with you. Well, uh, I'm, I'm going to start this week by playing with fire. I can't help myself. I saw that South Carolina Vandy line, and I, while I can't – go against the spread in a Vanderbilt football game because it's just so weird. The over-under is at 51. Um, because And, like, I mean, it could be 42 to 7, and that still doesn't cover it. Like, it's going to take – I just – I don't know where Vanderbilt gets any points against a decent South Carolina defense, and I don't know how a bad South Carolina offense can score – 49 points i just I, I can't see it unless there's some stupid back door get those back doors out of here let's go under 51 in south carolina vandy okay under 51 i've got it written down boom shaka laka laka all right i'm gonna go you all know that i i'm not a believer in my team but when i hop on the sports book and i'm given an absolute gift of four and a half points give me the hoosers plus four and a half they fall by three uh, the reason i was kind of pausing there for a second roush is because i 
uh, was looking at that myself earlier. It's actually 52. So I'm going to oh. give you, I'm, I'm going to give you the, wow. the 52. Yeah. Um, and sorry to kind of step over your pick. You're taking the Hoosiers. That's that one's, okay. that one stood out to me, Justin, um, as well. We'll be rooting for you. I think I mean, Michigan com- State's a fraud. Coming off of a bye week at, at home, I just, at four and a half's a lot. I do think Michigan State wins, but what's the, what's the crowd looking like at Hoosier land this weekend? Uh, probably about 85, 90%. The fans, much like Kentucky, they've been a heck of a lot better this year. Okay. Um, are you just guessing with that or do you even keep up with IU stuff anymore? I do. Yeah. No, I do. I mean, I'm, I don't like dive deep dive into crowd numbers and all that, but I know we've, we've sold out a couple this year. I just wonder if you like read blogs. Uh, sometimes I don't really have time. Oh, oh that, yeah. that's one thing <laughs> oh, we do know. God. No time. No uh, time. <laughs> all right. I'm going South Carolina covers the 18 and a half versus Vandy. Vandy's horrible. They're a really, really bad football team. Roush, I really like your under pick. Um, South Carolina should win this game by four scores. I, I could see a 31 to nothing game or something in that ballpark. Vandy's really bad. So South Carolina is going to cover that number. Uh, put my money where my mouth is, Justin. Luckett, how about you go? Yeah, I'm going to start us off Friday night, a little Pac-12 after dark, Cal at Oregon. Oregon, of course, is the last remaining hope for the playoff for that conference, but they're coming off that tough loss to Stanford. Um, they've, they're kind of living on a prayer. They've been plus, I think, plus 11 in the turnover margin through five games. So I think that's going to come back a little down to earth. Cal is 1-4, but they're 1-3 and three in one possession game, so they've been playing teams close historically with – Wilcox is their coach. They've always played Oregon tough, um, and they're really good as a road underdog. So give me Cal plus 13.5 Friday night there at Autzen Stadium. Always fun to have a little skin in the game for a Friday night game. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, got that written down. Roush, pick number two. As much as I really want to – like I, I bet Florida, but I got them in a much better number now. I think that number is only going to go up. It's too – Big for my liking in this PT's picks of the week. So I'm, but I'm going to stay in the SEC because I think Ole Miss is going to win this football game. It's only a two and a half point spread. I don't foresee another shootout like this Arkansas game last week. Maybe I'm playing with fire here, but Lane Kiffin ain't losing going back to Knoxville. Uh, give me the Rebels minus two and a half against Old Rocky Top. We'll be revisiting that game later. Oh, wow. Wow. All right. Uh, that's a, that's a radio tease. Justin, what do you got? Uh, I'm going to go with North Carolina minus seven and a half at home against Miami. Miami beat a paltry app state team by two. They've really struggled in a lot of their games this year. I like UNC there. Uh, I have that one didn't make my final three, but that's on my list to bet this weekend. Miami's in disaster mode. North Carolina has been underwhelming this year, but they're in disaster mode. So I like that one, Justin. I'm going Rutgers giving two points on the road at Northwestern. Northwestern is bad as well. And Rutgers has been uh, mostly competitive with, I think, maybe one exception. But I, I think they'll cover. They'll win at least by a field goal, but I bet it'll probably be double digits or at least two scores. So I guess that would technically be double digits unless it was nine, which would be a touchdown and a safety. And I don't think that's happening. So anyways, that's my pick. Rutgers given two versus Northwestern. What do you got, Luckett? Yeah, staying in the Pac-12 Saturday night. Stanford at Washington State. This is pretty simple. I think Stanford's the better team. 
Um, they're coming off a long week after playing Arizona State on Friday. It's a small number, so I'm going to lay the one and a half. Stanford minus one and a half at Washington State. I like that one as well. Roush, lock of the week time, everybody. It's lock of the week time. Lock it up. Kentucky is covering this spread. I mentioned it throughout the first hour. If you didn't hear it on podcast, go back and check it out. But like this game, Kirby loves to play in the mud when it when it gets tight. And Kentucky's a physical team. They're gonna play smash mouth football. Take care of the ball and cover this spread. Go make some plays. As like I said, might not have enough playmakers on the edge to score enough points to win, but they're definitely scoring enough points to cover this spread. And they're going to hold Georgia under 30. There's not a doubt in my mind. So Kentucky covers this spread. What do you got it at right now, right now, TJ? 21 and a half. 21 and a half. Write it down. Lock it up. I've, it's locked up. Justin? I don't know what told me to bet this game, but I've seen them play a few times this year. Virginia Tech getting five points at home against Pittsburgh. Yeah, Pittsburgh's had some good wins this year. But I like Virginia Tech getting five at home. Lock it up. All right. It's locked up. My lock it up is Virginia giving 10 and a half versus Duke. Uh, I'm just betting against bad football teams. I, I think that's just a good strategy. Duke is a really bad football team. And Virginia riding high off their win against Louisville. They're a little banged up, but uh, Duke's bad. Their return game back home, they'll they'll cruise at least by two touchdowns, if not if not by more, probably by more. So Virginia, lock it up, ten and a half versus Duke. Lock it. Let's finish it out. I'm also going to Knoxville. Like I said, I'm with Nick laying the two and a half with Ole Miss. Woo! It sets up to be a shootout. Ole Miss has a better quarterback. I think they have the better play caller defensively I think Tennessee's probably a little bit better but it's not by much and Tennessee is um start starting running back Tyon Evans is out for the game he's probably been the second best back in the SEC next to Chris Rodriguez this year so that's a significant loss for the Vols so give me the Rebels minus two and a half I just think in a game of let's see who can score the most points they just got better personnel so give me the Rebels minus two and a half Oh, Justin, that means we need to be rooting for Tennessee to cover that. We could be making up some point. Well, that's luck true. it. We don't have to worry about luck. Well, that's if that's luck, it's luck. <laughs> he hasn't hit one of those all year, so that's not hitting. Wow. Another jab. Sorry, luck it. Sorry, luck it. <laughs> um, oh, don't apologize. Grow a spine. What goes around comes around, Mr. Scooter. That's true. <laughs> I've got – uh, I've got eight games I like to bet this weekend, and I may add that one to it because you all have kind of convinced me. And I, I thought Ole Miss was probably going to win, and that is a small number. But I like the over in that game, too. I, 84 points. I know that's a crazy yeah. high number, but you get a little – just you get a little Exactly. It's just going to be a, it's going to be an absolutely fun ride. And I don't know who's stopping who. Like, Tennessee is going to score on Ole Miss's defense, and Ole Miss is going to score on Tennessee. And, and – I probably a lot on both of them. So I, I like the over there too. And that's going to be a lot of fun. That game's going to have so many possessions. I mean, it's going to be a long night. If you're yeah. at that game. And, it's going to be like a five hour game. Yeah. It's, it's the seven. I'm surprised they're putting it on SEC network. Uh, that, that, this should be ESPN, but it's seven 30 Saturday night special. Like it, we're going to be wrapping up our work, celebrating a win and watching Rocky top get smashed at like 1am Saturday night. It's going to be great. going to be great. First sellout in four years. It's going to be an absolute roller coaster for the Tennessee fans. Cannot wait to see Matt Corral throw for 650 yards. Which, speaking, speaking of sellouts in Tennessee, game. speaking of sellouts in Tennessee, Kentucky oh. sold out the Tennessee game. You jerk. Just had to beat me to it, didn't you? 
I was thinking the same thing. Obviously. <laughs> but man, I can't remember a game like that where you sell out almost a month in advance. You know, that's awesome. Three straight sellouts for the Cats. Lockett, any clue when the last time that could have happened? Probably 07, I would say, top of my head. You had yeah, LSU we, and Florida back to back. Those were sellouts. It, it was whatever the game was beforehand. I think Louisville was the third game. Then you had a break at South Carolina. So maybe then. I know they didn't sell at Mississippi State because that was a rainy, disgusting game. No, Bad I think loss. they. I think they beat some crappy team at home before going on the road and losing to South Carolina. Gotcha. And I think that's maybe where Andre Woodson's interception streak came to an it end. Was. That's right. FA, wow. FAU. Great FAU memory. maybe. Howard Schnellenberger. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Every, that 2007 us. season holds a special place in my heart, Roush. Um, and I also could have that wrong, but I, I think I'm right on that. All right, Lucky, what do you think happens? We'll let you run. Yeah, I just think get Georgia just a little bit too much for Kentucky. I think they keep it close. Um, the closer I get the game, the more I, I could see maybe Kentucky really hanging here. I'll say Georgia – 24-16. I think Kentucky has some success on offense, hangs in there, but in the end, Georgia defense is just too much. Um, and then offensively for Georgia, they they find a way they're late to get some points. So give me Georgia 24-16. Kentucky puts up a really good effort. All right. Uh, if it's that close, you're going to have a lot of nervous people in the bluegrass, and it would be it'd be a hell of an effort if Kentucky well, can go down to Athens and give the Bulldogs something to chew on. Also, a lot of nervousness. There, number one yeah. at home, haven't been a close game all year, been blowing everybody out. I think a huge key to this game is Kentucky just getting in the third or fourth quarter, getting it close because there there will be some tense moments in that stadium if 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 it's a close game there late. You you go down there and you all just remind everybody, just keep saying 1980, 1980, because that's what they're going to be thinking. This is this is their baby. This is their year. This is where they think it's actually going to happen. You're right. If it gets to the fourth quarter, uh, there's a workaholic phrase that I can't say on air, but uh, it's that it would apply mm -hmm. to the fans in Athens at that at that time. I just remind them that it's been a really long time since Georgia's won a national championship. It'd be a real shame if Kentucky made a huge speed bump in that road this year. Would be a real shame. Real shame. Lock it. Have fun. Be safe. We can't wait to see your content down there. Uh, send out some drunk tweets and feel free to use the Kentucky Roll Call Facebook page uh, for our own benefit. See y'all. Bite me, Scooter. <laughs> Adam Luckett, Kentucky Sports Radio. Follow him on Twitter. What an exit. <laughs> yeah, that was <laughs> good stuff. All right, let's finish up this text line and let's do it quick. This is our last show, probably being able to go over nine o'clock. So let's just let's just go all day. Let's sorry, yeah. sorry, Hoosier Report. Sorry, Mike Rutherford show. Sorry, Beers with Spears. Sorry, Mark Lee Van Camp and Robbins. Just kidding. Sorry, sorry Justin's play by play tonight. Oh, yeah. Sorry, Justin's play-by-play -play tonight. Unfortunately, you're going to be doing all-day radio. Uh, I don't know where we're at. I think we are at the part where it says, LOL at TJ, if you have to repeatedly say that you're not defending someone, then you're probably defending said person. Nah, mm. I defend general situations more than people. Keep up. General buddy. situation, sir. 
texter says, we need to win the turnover and field position battle to have a shot, which is obvious. I'd like to see Stoops go for it on fourth down in short yardage situations from the 40-yard line, plus from the get-go. Throw the kitchen sink at them. Take some risk. We have nothing to lose, and they have everything to lose. Go Cats. I totally agree. You got to be smart about it, but I, you got to trust your offensive line. If you just need a yard, if you just need two yards, you got to trust that offensive line. You got to trust your big backs that you got and get pick up pick up the yards. I hope Stoops is aggressive, Roush. Yeah, yeah, and I hope they have one of those uh, pick plays ready to roll. You know, it, it, they have to enter with a decisive game plan, um, like they did a week ago. When it comes to these situations, uh, it, it's just picking your spots at the right time. I mean we mentioned it earlier in the week, but there's going, this game's going to come down to a handful of plays. You've got to be opportunistic. Know when to pick and choose your shots at the right time, because you can really turn a game on its head with a big play on a third and short or fourth and short, uh, just by sucking some of the air out of that stadium. Momentum is huge, especially on the road. You you can't let Georgia just ride a wave of that momentum. You got to hit them with a big knockout punch here and there. If Kentucky picks up four, Fourth down conversions, they win this game. You that's heard it here of, first. It's a lot just, of fourth downs. Yeah, it's a ton of fourth downs. Uh, that, is, that is a significant amount of fourth downs. Okay, three to but, four. Okay, I will say though, <laughs> if if you're if you think that Georgia's defense, if you respect them like you do, they're probably. I mean, you would one would assume that they're going to stuff UK on some like third and four runs or so, right? So. You know, those situations might present himself. Maybe maybe Scoots is a, is a genius after all on Monday. Well, uh, it, 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 I would be happy if Kentucky wins and Scoots is a genius. Um, and it very well could be four. Four is just a funny number to kind of pick out of out of the thin air. That was, that was my number. All right. Hey, I, don't let me take you off your number. Four it is. Four fourth downs. We'll count them together on Twitter on Saturday. Once you get one, we'll let everybody know we're three away. And once you get that fourth, it's over, baby. The Cats basically have clinched it. A texter says, we are a good morning, spineless dingus. Let's go, Cats. We have a QB. UK wins 24-13. Suck it, Trevor. UK Pez. You're going to call it being mean to the birthday boy, Pez? Come on. Yeah. Come That's on. birthday boy. He also said suck it to Trevor. That text was all over the place. And Trevor was the one who thinks Kentucky has a yeah, anywhere what the hell, 45, UK and 55, <laughs> 45 and 55% chance of winning. You can suck it. Dexter says, Kirby Smart smells like a fart. Let's go Cats. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, I hope there's a game day sign that says Kirby isn't smart. That'd be Man. good. Yeah. yeah. I like really. that one, though. Kirby Smart smells like a fart. That would really play at home. It sounds like a Dr. Seuss run. But it, it, it definitely does run. Betting tip, home dog in prime time. Hits more than a misses. Should have played on the Eagles covering scoots. Joke's oh. on you, Texter. I did. Suck it. He did, folks. He really, really did. Uh, Texter says, happy birthday, Keeneland and Scooter. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> wow, TJ, that was a deep dive into the minutia of baseball playoffs. There's 10 minutes of my life I'll never get back. Thanks. Friggin' baseball. I love how much uh, everybody kind of is on the same page when it comes to baseball, though, and our fans. We're just well, like, ah, nobody wants to baseball. talk about it. I mean, I wouldn't be talking about it if the Red Sox still weren't playing. <laughs> That's just the cold, hard truth. Oh, and I didn't think the Red Sox would be playing in the ALCS for, for what it's worth. But, hey, now that you're here, 
may as well go and beat those stinking cheaters of Houston and get to the World Series, right? Right. And all the haters and losers, Red Sox cheated too. Good morning, fellas. Roush, you did something that isn't getting near enough credit for. Last week, you bravely picked LSU to win when everyone else picked the Cats. The selfless act helped the Cats to victory. Well done, you brave, strong man. That being said, banana runts are the best. You have no taste buds. Suck it, pal. Go Cats. <laughs> oh, love that text in the show. That Just, was pretty selfless of you last week. You know, sometimes you got to do what you got to do for the greater good. And I was willing to sacrifice for the Big Blue Nation. Good morning. Happy Friday. One more sleep until we are SEC champs, the SEC East champs. It's going to be glorious. Give me 16-13 cats with a walk-off 40-yard-plus field goal from the Italian dream boat that is Matt Ruffalo. Side note, I made a bet that Michael Williams that if Kentucky either outright wins or or can keep it within two touchdowns, he will take a visit to Kentucky <laughs> by the end of the season. Let's go, Cats. Wow. Really doing the Lord's work down there in, in South Georgia. I mean, Good, sir. Inching closer and closer to recruiting violations each and each text. We love it. <laughs> oh, TC from Lexington here, boys. Happy birthday, Scoots. That's all. Go Cats and beat those dogs. Oh, Thanks, that's, TC. That's nice from TC. TC, well, great texter into the Thornton's text line. And by the way, Thornton's text line, we want to remind you, Thornton's, you can save money by yeah. going there. Download, become a, download the app, become a refreshing rewards fuel member. And each time you scan it, it's that easy, Roush. You'll save a little bit of coin on gasoline. Oh, man. Save a little bit of coin. Make things a lot easier. I'm going to have to hit there before I hit the road. So check out Thornton's today. Uh, another texture says, happy roll call birthday to our favorite Hoosier and the best dingus. Have a drink tonight and let's party like it's the Hoosier's last national championship in 1987. I will definitely have a drink tonight. Will not party like it's Hoosier's last championship in 1987 because I wasn't around to see it. Oh, wow. oh, over or under six and a half drinks for Justin tonight. Oh, way uh, under. Oh, way I was under. Say over. You way can't just, under. Not, way not under. even a six what? pack when yeah. you, when oh, you get no. off. It may the, be maybe three. It's a great sports night. And you're well, okay. Hold on. Time out. Time out. If we take the whole day, that number, that line's pretty accurate. How all we want to know is how roasted are you gonna be before I, calling this game? Will not be roasted. I'll have a couple beers for lunch. I'll go home, take a nap, wake up, I'll be good to go. You should definitely <laughs> do the thing where you're like, uh, what was the guy for the Cubs? Um uh, Harry Carey. <laughs> yeah, do the hair carry. Bring some Budweiser's into the booth. Be hammered. Call him a no, game. We are kidding. Justin is a professional, and you can hear him on the big exports radio. Who's playing tonight? Uh, I've got Floyd Central, New Albany. And everybody's been wanting to listen to that Floyd Central, New Albany game. That's and right. You can hear Justin call it. He says he's going to give Roll Call a shout-out, which is always really exciting. And we look forward to that, Justin. Okay. Texter says, <laughs> Roush, if you love those thin, crispy burgers, you'll love Toasty's Tavern, best burger in Louisville. Ooh, never heard of Toasty's Tavern. I'm going to have wow. to give it a try. Wow. I've never yeah. heard of it either. I've got a question for all the fans saying that we've got no chance or very little chance. What is wrong with you? And they say in all caps. They say, <laughs> I'm not being a pessimist. I'm being a realist. The whole point of being a fan is being blindly optimistic and thinking you're going gonna win no matter who the opponent or where. Can I get a Kalen come on? Kalen, come on. <laughs> they mean Justin. 
They just spelled they spelled Kalen wrong. That was supposed to be my last name. Yeah, yeah but Damn. give them a give them a come on. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't get that. I that was not reading that as my last name. I I, <laughs> I figured it out once I actually said it out loud that that's what they mean. And yeah, the, you can't get enough Kalen come ons. Uh, what do you got? Uh, what what's next here, Roush? Uh, we have a texter that says, John here. Good, happy birthday morning, Justin. Hope you have a great one. Hey, thank you, Eagles, for the cash. Wow. You get the cats at plus 21 and a half. Well, that is a no-brainer. I'm taking that all day and twice on Saturday. But, hey, also put a few on the money on because the cats will win by 10. Can't wait for Big Blue Madness tonight. Finally, basketball is here. Are cats fans not entertained? I'm I'm sure the heck I am. Well, got to go. Talk to you later. Thanks, yeah, can't wait to see the cheerleaders do some flips. Uh, maybe some dunking basketballs, maybe some dancing. So that'll be a nice little, you know, just a little something, something. We'll have a teaser to remind us that basketball is around the corner. Yeah, I'll be watching. We'll, I'm sure we'll bring it up on Monday. And, uh, and it's just, you don't really learn a lot. If you know a little bit about the team, you don't really learn a lot. Uh, you, we want to learn about their on the court basketball abilities. You don't find that out tonight. That's right. okay. Should be exciting. All the same, and uh, I think Kentucky fans are very entertained, John. It's a good time to be a U.K. fan. Kentucky, I, I love your optimism on the Cats game. I hope you're right. Uh, what do we got next? Another texture says, Keller is so good on radio. I've always thought of him as Lexington's lock. That's a, I, I love that. <laughs> oh, look like you skipped one. Oh, I did skip one? Yeah. Oh, this Keller guy is exhausting. Go Cats. See, that, those two texts just kind of sum up, I think, what Just the Cats is going to be at 9 o'clock on Monday when they have their first show on the Big Exports Radio. People are going to love them. People are going to be annoyed by them. But I think you're just going to feel like you need to be listening to them. So that's going to be – I can't wait to hear it. A texture says, has Trevor met Cutler yet? They'll be a trip oh, together. I, I, Justin, so you're going to be their producer? Uh, no, it'll be Douglas. Okay, gotcha. You were just helping them get all started. Yeah, uh, and I debated for a while doing it. I just that's gonna leave me zero time to do anything fun. And you already don't have any time. Exactly. No time. Yeah. Exactly. No, no time. Might hey, might fill Trevor, in here and there. Yeah, we and, need and, some and, Trevor fill ins here and there too. Just because, man, you want to talk about a hurricane of hot takes? Woo! I don't mean this, tre- uh, Justin, as a slight to you, but Trevor being their producer, I I, I don't know if it'd be good radio bad radio, but i'd have to just those three people talking on the same show would be such a treat like it'd so, be such a, such a treat because they would go down these weird weird avenues justin you're just too you're too polite well so it's a little inside baseball here they're not planning on using the producer in a talking role yeah i understand right 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 you're telling but me Douglas. Be. You're telling me Douglas isn't going to be the. Well, the, I mean, even even if it was me doing the show, that like I wouldn't have talked on there. I think if Trevor was doing it, he wouldn't. Talk. I mean, well, oh, he's going to talk man. because he can't refrain. See. But exactly, he can't help himself. Which that would have just been too nope. funny. Um, Texter says, says, "Get that mojo going, baby!" Shout out to Taylor Aaron. Cats are going to put them. Mutts down like a rabid dog. Oh my god! UK seventeen to fourteen. We oh, got this. My goodness gracious heavens! That's uh, you that's put Uga down. He's a good dog. <laughs> hey, the one time Kentucky, last time Kentucky won in Athens, they were like Uga had just died, and they had done a blackout to like to remember him, Wonder and they him? had that. Yeah. yeah, they had that video, and then Randall Cobb was just like, boom, Screw bang, you. touchdown, cats, and then UK won 
And people kind of forget about that game. A texter says, Cutler is short-winded. He's going to have to fill up that hour somehow. Maybe karaoke with callers will happen. <laughs> oh, yeah, we can't forget he also called callers uh, props. Yep, yep. <laughs> and uh, he he, he kind of took a direct shot at uh, – uh, well, an indirect shot, I should say. He kind of took an indirect shot at our show, basically being like, if you got to take callers, you don't have anything else. I was kind of thinking to myself, like, so an entire second hour text line? <laughs> <laughs> I think they're on to us. Oh. What could show podcast should be called The Luck It One or The Luck It Ones? <laughs> I don't, sure. Why? Oh, I don't know. I Do they just, mean the lucky one? Yeah, I think that's what they're referring to. But. Yeah, but that's not what that is. It's not the same. It's not the same word. It doesn't even really sound the same. No, not at all. Uh, <laughs> the thought was there. That's all that matters. I just think we even though our front four a loopy text line, a loop a loopy Thornton's text line with a loopy radio show. It's definitely Friday before a big game. Oh yeah. Uh, even though our front four has been wounded, it hasn't been mortally wounded. This game depends on what Cohen draws up for Georgia. We're going to have to score points. I think we will. UK 27-24. Will Cutler Bennett have a podcast? You bet your sweet buns they will. And I don't know if wounded is politically correct. Right. You can't say warfare either. <laughs> Color is like my weird uncle at Thanksgiving that comes uh, <laughs> me by the turkey and wants to talk sports. Just terrible. Oh, Cor- wow. The corners. Corner, cor- cor- corners. Man, I'm struggling to read. Man, this is a loopy end of the show. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this next text. It's great. It's, it's really not that great. Sign. Sign needs to say Kirby thought it was a fart, but it was a shard. Suck it, dogs. <laughs> I don't know why I thought that was so funny. I think a funnier one would just be like Kirby, Kirby, Kirby shards. Yeah, that's pretty good too. Uh, have you ever guys been to Athens? Bars are absolutely stupid. 85 bars in a certain radius is the most in the entire country. Absolute and literal silly bonkers. Yeah, this will be my fourth time in a row going down there. Uh, I, I know all good is one we'll definitely hit up. That feels like the nicer adult bar, but there's there's plenty to choose from. That's no lie. Yeah, we went to the more like adult ones, and they were it, it was fun. It kind of reminded me a little bit of like the Pavilion in Lexington to some degree. Um, obviously, different setups and whatnot, but just how there's bar, 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 and it's fun and a good time. A texter, Keith, says, happy birthday, Justin. Thanks, Keith. A texter says, kick the tires and light the fires, boys. It's almost time to change the college football world forever. Woo! Oh, a bunch of Hamilton world upside down if if Cats win on -hmm. on Saturday. Trading Trevor for Justin, there hasn't been a more lopsided deal since Louisiana Purchase. Rutherford gave up the land in this analogy. (laughs) You're telling me Cutler, Bennett, and Douglas? Looks like I won't have to fill Miami in anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody says, just give out Justin's number for y'all's new text line. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> oh, man. What a great freaking show. Oh, Boy. This has been fun. A real yeah. joy, a real treat for a Friday gosh um that was a lot of fun all right predictions final final thoughts Scoot. last time we're going over nine o'clock uh yeah scooch birthday boy what you got yeah sad day last day over nine o'clock um i'm gonna go georgia 27 to 10 kentucky covers hmm interesting oh, TJ? 
Yeah, I'm, I I think that uh, I'm more worried about the defense stopping Georgia's running game than I am about UK being able to move the ball. Maybe I come off as an idiot on Monday thinking that because I've also called Georgia's defense historically maybe one of the best ever, and I kind of believe that. But I think this offensive line is the real deal for Kentucky. I, I think UK comes up short. Kentucky 10, Georgia 24. Wow. That's UK's, weird. That was going to be my score, yeah. but I went 27 last second. I think UK's got a chance in the fourth quarter or at least, you know, score, get a stop, and really things are going to be interesting. And uh, I think we're proud of UK's fight. I don't think UK gets embarrassed by any stretch, but uh, Georgia, like like it said, they just they have the more talent. Kentucky's getting closer, and it, it, it really is. I know Kentucky's played Georgia even wow. closer than that. But uh, Georgia about two scores. Clinging to a 21-17 lead, Stetson Bennett drops back to pass on third and long to try to move the sticks and end the game, but it's picked off by Yusef Corker. The Georgia native goes to the house, and Kentucky wins 24-21 to take down number one between the hedges. So Georgia's thrown on third and deep late in the game with uh, with a lead? Yeah, they're trying to end the game. I love it. For the first down. And it's a dumb play call. They try to get aggressive, and Kentucky makes them pay for it. I love it. Suck it. Well, it it will be a historic show on Monday if the Cats can pull off the upset, and we hope that you'll join us either way. And then remember, Just the Cats starts on Monday as well. This is Kentucky Roll Call. I'm Big X Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, birthday boy, Justin Kalen. Everybody be safe, including you, Roush. See you later. Bye-bye. It's a party, it's a party.